Hello and welcome to the Moving Curve. I am Rukmini, a data journalist based in Chennai. Two nights a week on this mini cast, I consider one question around the novel coronavirus epidemic in India. Tonight I am considering this one. What can we say we know by now from real world data on vaccine effectiveness? It's the one year and 118th day of the novel coronavirus epidemic in India and we are reporting 27,544,455 confirmed cases and 318,750 deaths. There are few things more frustrating as a data journalist than being confronted with anecdotes. Because the point of data that comes from a good enough sample usually is that it may not show what your anecdote shows because your anecdote is not representative of the broader reality while the data is. But what do you do when you just do not have the data yet anecdotes abound? That's basically what's been happening with the issue of breakthrough infections. A breakthrough infection is one that occurs even after vaccination. As we've been assured repeatedly and as I, let me make it clear, strongly believe, what the vaccines we have right now are doing is that they're lowering the risk of contracting COVID in the first place and then further of getting seriously ill from COVID or of dying from it. How we know this is from clinical trials. As you'll recall, there is published efficacy data for Covishield as well as the American vaccines that we don't yet have here. And there is claimed efficacy for Covaxin, but we haven't yet seen a published paper. There should also now be some real-world effectiveness data available. Because if you track vaccinated people and see whether they're getting COVID or not, especially versus unvaccinated people, you have some evidence there. A few weeks ago, the Indian Health Ministry attempted to do a sham version of this. At a press conference in the second half of April, Dr. Balram Bhargav, the Director General of the ICMR, said this. So, we know that after vaccination, if we get infection, it is known as breakthrough infection. And the, if you look at this slide, this is very clearly showing, for first for Covaxin, where 1.1 crore total vaccination doses have been used, 93 lakhs have received the first dose, and 4,208 people got the infection. That is only 0.04%, which is 4 per 10,000. Once they received the second dose, that is 17,37,000, then it was only 695 who were positive after the second dose, which is on, again 4 per 10,000. For Covishield, 11.6 crore doses have approximately have been given. And 10 crore received the first dose and 17,000, that is only 2 per 10,000 got reinfection or got infected again or breakthrough infection. And 1.5 crore second dose has been given and only 5,000. So this is a very, very, very small number. 2 to 4 per 10,000 breakthrough infections have occurred after vaccination. So I will repeat. 2 to 4 per 10,000 breakthrough infections have occurred, which is a very small number. And this is because of uh, the healthcare workers and the frontline workers, which were the first to be vaccinated. And they are prone to more occupational exposure, 
and therefore this is the number. But this is a very, very small number uh, um, uh, and, and not at all worrisome and vaccination should continue. And on the second point is that the current highly transmissible second wave may also contribute little bit or minuscule to this uh, percentage. Otherwise, this could have been even 0%. The whole thing is just staggering. What Dr. Bhargav is claiming is vaccine effectiveness of over 99% then, which even the vaccine manufacturers don't claim. And then of course there's the issue of the data. The minute I saw this, I knew there was absolutely no way the government of India had tracked every single person in India who had received a vaccine. I investigated it for an article for India Spend that I've linked to in my Medium post, and here's what I found. On April 7th this year, nearly three months after India had begun its vaccination program, the ICMR amended the specimen referral form that labs have to fill up and upload to the ICMR's website when they conduct a COVID test. This April 7th change was to include for the first time a question on whether the person being tested had received the COVID-19 vaccine. If so, then which one? And the dates on which the first and or second dose had been received. This means that tests conducted for the 81 days before April 7th that vaccines were being administered did not contain this information. And even now, the changed ICMR form has not fully made it to the ground. The websites of large diagnostic test providers and hospitals still have the old ICMR form, as do many government websites. This means that many people who are testing positive for COVID-19 after getting vaccinated are still not being reflected in ICMR's data on breakthrough infections simply because no one asked them if they were vaccinated. I know this also because several people I interviewed for the story told me as much. In one case, a woman who had had one dose of the vaccine in fact later found that her form had been filled up by the lab with the answer to whether she had been vaccinated as no even though she was never asked the question. So that's how good that data was. Completely, I'm sorry to say, worthless. Which is partly why I was very interested in new data put out by Public Health England, which is an agency of the UK's health ministry. The study was first reported by John Burns Murdoch, the Financial Times data journalist who has become something of a legend over the last year for his stories and charts on COVID. The PHE study showed a few things. One, both the Pfizer and AstraZeneca vaccines were effective against the B1.617.2 variant, the variant first seen in India, but their efficacy was slightly lower than that seen against the B1.1.7 variant, the variant first seen in the UK, in Kent. Pfizer was 88% effective against the variant first seen in India, compared to 93% effective against the Kent variant. Meanwhile, two doses of the AstraZeneca vaccine were 60% effective against symptomatic disease from the Indian variant, compared to 66% effectiveness against the variant first seen in Kent. Two, and this is important for us in India, Pfizer's efficacy remains substantially higher even against B1.617.2 than Covishield's. 88% for Pfizer versus 60% for Covishield after two doses. And three, that second dose is important. The PHE's estimate of vaccine effectiveness against symptomatic disease with B1.617.2 for a single dose of either vaccine is just 33%. 
With two doses, it goes up to 88% for Pfizer and 60% for Covishield. There's one caveat here. If Covishield takes more than two weeks after the second dose to reach its maximum effectiveness, and there is some evidence to show this, that could push its final effectiveness up a bit ultimately. Because since the AstraZeneca vaccine was rolled out after Pfizer in the UK, there was a smaller share of people in the study who'd taken the second dose of AstraZeneca more than two weeks before the study. It's a lot to take in, but I want to better understand what it means for us. How did the UK manage to get this kind of data for one? Should those lower numbers for Covishield worry us? And lastly, what should the ideal gap be between two doses of a vaccine now in India? In the next episode, I'm delighted to have on John Byrne Murdoch, data journalist at the FT, to help answer some of these questions. Thank you for listening. This episode was edited by Anand Krishnamurti. On the next episode, a new question. Thank you.